Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Wastelanders? It's been a minute for me. This this week, we went ahead and took on 2021's Old on Prime, rated PG-13. I'm an old man. Hey, Greg, how's it going? What have you been up to? <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks, Ringo. Let's make sure we say our names here in the beginning, you know, for people listening. I've got Uh, dementia. I don't know what you mean by that. uh Uh-oh, somebody stood on the magic time beach too long. (laughs) I was describing this movie movie to somebody else. Uh, I was like, oh, you know, it's that classic trope of goddamn rocks in the center of the earth for millions of years (laughs) now form a time warp beach. You know, that old chestnut. (laughs) Yeah, that's you know, no one's ever heard of heard of these magic rocks ever. It's just <laughs> uh, we'll get into it when we talk a little about the movie. <laughs> what I've been up to, I traveled back to California last week and it was it was fine. Got to see family, friends, it's nice to see everybody. I don't love man, for anybody who ever flies through SeaTac, they say you should arrive for a domestic flight two hours early. And I feel like in most airports, you could probably fudge that a little bit. Don't fudge it at SeaTac. There is absolutely no way to get through their security checkpoint with any kind of speed. The only person I've ever heard getting through there quickly was my wife when she took a flight earlier this month and she got to the airport at like 7:30 in the morning because she was one of eight travelers who was there. But otherwise, if you go at quote unquote normal times when you would want to fly, it's a 40, 45 minute wait in the checkpoint, no matter what. And They have other checkpoints that you can go through if you feel like traveling all the way down to the far end. You're basically walking back out of Seattle and into Tacoma to get to the other end of these terminals. But then you can go through gate three. There's only a five minute wait. Then you just have to walk all the way back down with your luggage to where your to where your actual gate is. So, yeah, long story short, don't ever fudge it at SeaTac. We don't. So we made it on time, but there's never not a security backup. It's it's really bizarre. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, it's good flights. Southwest is always fine. They apparently have the Hallmark channel for free. You can watch all the Hallmark movies you want. <laughs> and I was like, how did how did they know me so well? They knew that the only thing that would make me like flying more was if I got to see a shitty rom-com. <laughs> they were just trying to get you ahead for the, for the podcast, get you to watch all the Hallmark movies that we're going to watch. We are definitely not watching Hallmark movies. Everything we've got is available on an actual <laughs> streaming service, not Hallmark Live or whatever the hell they're calling it. <laughs> Actually, that's not even true. So if it was a Hallmark movie that was made as a movie, like it was supposed to be a for HBO or if it's in theaters or something, then it is on our list. But it's the ones that are made for TV because, as I've said before, made for TV movies have a different set of challenges. And so I feel as though it's unfair to compare them to regular cinematic releases it's just they have different restrictions they have to work with they have different budgets and expectations etc so they would feel weird and they do feel weird like if you ever watch a made for tv movie in the last you know 10 15 years 
compared to like a, a cinematic release, they clearly feel different. And kind of like the same way I don't like to judge foreign films because what if it's just a bad translation? Yeah. Then it's the same thing with made for TV movies is we're not watching them in the right medium with the right mindset to really be accurate. Plus I'm go ahead and show me every made for TV movie in the book. And I will just tell you they're all crap. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not. <laughs> so thank you for not burning down Washington while I was gone. Oh, uh, you know, you're you're welcome. I had a lot of homework I had to do, so I was distracted. See, that's why I figured you would burn down Washington. No, see. You can't my... make me do a group project if there's no group and then just <laughs> light, <laughs> light the damn state on fire. Take the whole entire class up. Man, that would have been smart. <laughs> that, that would not have been smart, especially now that you've admitted it on a recording. <laughs> Oh, when the cops show up to my house and like, hey, why is the state on fire? I'm like, I haven't left my house in like six months, man. That doesn't mean anything. It's I don't know what you're It's Washington. There's flammable material all over. It's what they, it's the state slogan, Washington, highly flammable. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me I moved from flammable New Mexico to flammable Washington? Damn, I just moved <laughs> to the same state. Mexico's not flammable. Yeah, Where it is. It's on, on fire, fire all the damn time. Desert. That's not that's not the state being on fire. That's the meth being on fire. That's different. <laughs> what, what are they? Oh, uh oh, we we lit the Rocky Mountains on fire again. Like, no, come on now. There's no fires in New Mexico. There's fires there all the damn time. No, yeah. I have false false news. You're false. This news. is fake. This is why <laughs> this is why they won't give you a journalism degree. It's because you just make up facts all the time. They won't give me a journalism degree because I haven't gone to school for it. Well, that would be a second problem <laughs> between your proclivity for lies and your lack of pursuit. This journalism degree will never be yours. I'm going to go ahead and talk to my counselor and pivot degrees now. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're back, man. I mean, you know, I know how your proclivity for flying is like way up there. You enjoy it. so. Oh, much. yeah. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, I absolutely hate flying. It is my greatest fear. And every time we go on vacation, I get to face it twice. And I, I frequently joke that nobody else has to do this. If you're, if you're deeply afraid of something like, I don't know, like velociraptors, you don't go on vacation and then have to face a velociraptor right away. But our main mode of moving long distances as humans at this point is my greatest fear. And so it fucking sucks. Before we end up trapped in a time loop, you want, you want to talk about this movie? No, I, I don't. If I'm being honest. <laughs> but I guess we'll pivot again. Can I do a 360 on this one? No, because that means we keep going in the same direction. <laughs> We need to do like a 90 degree turn. Stop being tangential and start start getting real. Welcome to the real wasteland. All right, guys. As I said earlier, this week we went ahead and took on 2021's old on Prime rated PG-13. It's only a matter of time. I want to jump in real quick. It's kind of on Prime. It's on Freebie, which yeah. means you watch it with commercials. Also, I think that it, it's on HBO Max. It was not when I searched it for not? it the other day. Okay. Yeah. Then then it was on it the first time I watched it. Which mm-hmm. yay! I think they have a deal with the with whatever studio M Night Shyamalan's working with because that's where we found Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. So I assume that they get first dibs, Warner Brothers or whoever gets first dibs on his movies, and then they pawn them off on Jeff Bezos. <laughs> anyway, keep reading the sheet. All right, so we're going to get into everyone's favorite. Me going ahead and reading out actors and actresses' names. This movie stars Gail Garcia Bernal, playing as the name, titular name Guy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be Guy, and then they were like, Guy? And I was like, oh, they just straight up call him Guy? 
Yeah, it's uh, tune in next week when Ryan Gosling plays dude. <laughs> the naming in this one was great. So then we got Vicky Creeps, 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 I think Creeps as Prisca, Rufus Sewell as Charles, Alex Wolf as Trent, age fifteen. Thomason McKenzie as Maddox, age 16. Special shout out for Ken Lung as Jaren. That's right. Miles from Lost. What's up, dude? <laughs> I hope you're listening to this because otherwise I'm just saying what's up, dude, to the to the void. <laughs> Absolute trigger warning for some of these, but there is familial violence, infant death, mental illness, big pharma, broken bones, broken bones, broken bones. I got to reiterate that one a few yeah. times. My, my wife did not enjoy that scene. And familial death. After winning a trip uh, to a luxurious resort, Guy, Prisca, and their children are whisked away by resort staff to a private beach that they're told is an anomaly in the world. Along with other family and a couple of latecomers, they begin to relax on the beach. They later realize that someone else is there. Rapper. Oh, my God. Mid-sized sedan. This was another great naming aspect. Mm -hmm. Mid-sized sedan. All is well until a body washes up on shore. Midsize says he knew that woman, and she was much younger when he saw her last. The group slowly realizes that they are going, aging faster, and their kids age from 6 to 15 in a matter of hours. Faced with no easy way to escape and death from old age only hours away, they try to figure out what to do in their last moments. It's revealed at the in the end that the this beach and the resort are all run by a pharma company to do lifetime tests on drugs over a few hours. Let's get into some of the reviews that Greg picked out for this. That's correct. And user Ben McKim on IMDb gave it a one out of 10 stars. And his statement was completely insulting to the point where I genuinely feel like it would be an enormous effort to make something this bad. <laughs> <laughs> User Virginia P. on Rotten Tomatoes scored a 4 out of 5 stars, remarking, oh, could you hear my fucking brain just melt at 4 out of 5 stars? <laughs> <laughs> it was creepy without being gross. Did you see the bone break? <laughs> Sorry. But Mick it was LaSalle. creepy without being gross. <laughs> Mick LaSalle from SF Chronicle liked the movie say. Like the movie saying, old is at times clumsy and obvious, but it's different and weird, and it taps into something essential. It might be a distant second to six. Can I smack this person? I mean, if you want to go find the guy who wrote a review for the SF Chronicle two years ago, you're more than welcome to. Uh, no, I'm not going to go find him. But I mean, it might be a distant second for the to the sixth sense, but it's the second best movie Shyamalan has made. Meanwhile, Richard Whitaker from Austin Chronicle had a different take, writing, To be fair, at least old captures the sense of time passing past too fast. Rarely have I felt more like my life was slipping away in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real trick of this movie. The old beach is wherever you watch it, because you're uh, definitely older by the time it's over. Yeah. You know, our audience already probably has a feeling for how I feel about this movie. But, Greg, do you want to go ahead and put your... Your thoughts out there? <laughs> I'll give it kind of a a warm start here. I Overall, I didn't like this movie very much. I felt like it was a mess, but it's unique. And I'll give, I'll give credit to M. Night Shyamalan. He often makes stories and movies that are, if nothing else, at least original. I don't think that there are 
very many other stories about a location that ages you faster that you're trapped in. Uh, there's plenty of stranded on a desert island, stranded on a beach type stories out there, but this is a little bit different. And for that, I'll give him some credit. He also had some nice shots in here. The one shot that really stood out to me is as oh, is it Prisca is dying like uh, of old age. She her her husband dies and then she walks into the ocean or towards the ocean. And there's like a nice moonlit shot of her, the beach, the ocean. And I even commented out loud as I was watching it, like, damn, that's a very pretty shot. And it's wasted in this movie <laughs> because a lot of what is good in this movie is the cinematography, the filming location, etc. And they wasted a bunch of it. That being said, it's not a very good movie. I, I don't want to like pin him with this because I one don't think it's original, but two, I don't think it's it's necessarily true. But I feel like M. Night might think he's cleverer than the rest of us maybe there was a long period of time in the the towards the start of the second act end of the first act of this movie where he kept filming the children from behind like just their shoulders and heads we know they're getting older the cover of the movie shows one young leg and one old leg and we already heard that the lady who died was getting older we don't need like 15, 20 minutes of you trying to build up to something that was obvious from the get go. And so it's stuff like that in this movie that irritates me to no end. I don't even mind the kind of like haphazard plot. It's certainly not consistent with itself, but I think that this movie is, it's overall a mess. The dialogue is atrocious. And even if the dialogue was good, the delivery on a lot of this dialogue was, was brutal. I it was actually hard to sit through just because how terribly so many of these lines came out. If it was an artistic choice, I don't know what it's supposed to represent. If it was bad acting, then I don't know why it was these people. And if it was bad writing, I don't know why no nobody stepped in and was like, hey, can we redo this? My thought is that this was shot in late 2020. So it was probably as soon as they could get to work after COVID restrictions, etc. So there's that, I suppose, as an excuse, but it's really just like a flimsy excuse for why this movie just feels the way it does. I think I told you yesterday that it seems like maybe a lot of a lot of people who are being more generous than I am right now are trying to chalk up the choppy dialogue and the weird the, the weird long blurry shots that he liked to use in this movie for some reason mm -hmm. as some sort of representation of the chaos and panic sitting in maybe like we as viewers are supposed to feel fuzzy minded because we're supposed to experience this aging type thing as well or like get ourselves in that moment but it doesn't come across as that the pacing of the actual story isn't quite fast enough to keep up with this idea of like a hectic insane situation and so it ends up just feeling like a mess mm-hmm well, and it also felt like they were on the beach for days. I know that it was only like one day that they were on the beach, but it definitely felt like they had been there for multiple days with how many different cuts there are and how, like you said, it, it works, it, how it moves really, really slow in the way that they pass the dialogue on and they interact with things and the reactions. Like <clears throat> mid-sized sedan's reactions to a lot of stuff, especially like the lady being found dead. He was like, Oh damn! Mm -hmm. And I was like, I guess I could see that being a reaction, but I mean, I don't know. 
I think that you know you can you can still keep the mid-sized sedan saying, "Oh damn," but I I don't know, maybe I would have been more like, "Oh damn, shit." What happened to her? Yeah. Yeah, they they don't act in a very realistic way for the situation, which I suppose is fair because this isn't a very realistic situation. As far as I know, there are no time fast forwarding places on on Earth, but if there are, I hope not to go there. <laughs> you know, I, I'd accept it going to a fast forward location if I ever have to watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can just fast forward on your Netflix without fast forwarding to the end of your life. <laughs> it's very, very true, but I'm worried that, you know, <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to have to watch this movie a third time. Oh, you will. Uh, We're going to watch it again me. in 2025 as a like, where is it now? <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe by then I'll have some sort of better insight on this movie. <laughs> you won't because there's not much to get. No, there there really isn't. I sat down and I jotted just my thoughts on this. And I I mentioned if you want to go super charitable, which I'll, I'll give what I feel is the most charitable version of a review for this movie. This movie is about the idea of humans not understanding how much time we have left because humans aren't great at understanding big numbers. So it's why you still think, or why you, but why some people still think that COVID wasn't that big a deal because, you know, oh, it's a million Americans, but spread out across 50 states, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, there were days during that pandemic when we were losing a 9-11 worth of people every day. And we are talking about, a large amount of people missing just from America alone, let alone the world as a whole. And so in, in the novel that he adapted this from and in the movie, we are shown what it would look like if we were faced immediately with our own rapidly approaching mortality, not from sinister forces, not from monsters, but just from being alive. We are suddenly confronted with the knowledge that, We've always intellectually known that one day we will die. I think pretty much everybody but the youngest children is aware of that concept. But it always feels far off. It always feels, even if somebody tells you like, oh, you know, you have 10 years to live, you would still think, damn, 10 years? That's a whole decade. That's crazy. Who knows what will (laughs) happen? But when you're confronted with the knowledge of like, yeah, so you're 50 and every year, every hour here is two years of your life you've you've got maybe half a day tops so now what and i think in that way this movie is clever for doing that it doesn't have a monster there are villains but there's no monster in this movie there's no catch or twist except that the very monster itself is existence and what a concept to try to put into film so in that kudos i think that's the most charitable thing i can i can say about this movie because it failed on pretty much every other level but like i said at the top at least it's unique yeah you know i think that i i like the concept of of the movie you know you end up on an island that basically locks you into place unless you figure out the one little area that could go ahead and you know what is it not fermi paradox what what is that the when you go ahead and like coat a room in aluminum to go ahead and prevent Faraday cage. Thank you. Faraday cage. Basically having the, the 
Wow, my brain went blank there. <laughs> the rocks, the cliff, the time travel? What, like, no, what no, you... no, the coral. Having the coral be a Faraday cage oh, from, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. from the the rocks. And I, I think that, that it's interesting to have kind of like a video game-esque style puzzle to go ahead and get free from this. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, there were some, some major issues. Like, we had three people rush out through the tunnel... And then they teleport back to the beach and you, my wife and I talked about it and she was like, I think that they didn't teleport. What ended up happening is they, you know, the, their brain forced them to back out because they were in pain, which I'm like, that makes sense. But like, there were some shots where like, what was her name? The, the mother, not, not Prisca, but the, the other mother that was married to the doctor, she goes yeah, rushing in her name. Yeah, she goes rushing in, and then the camera flips around to go look at the kid who's about to have a baby, and then they flip back, and she's 50 to 80 feet away from the tunnel, just poof, instant, like in that one to two seconds. And I'm like, that they had these moments where like these characters just like seem to move way faster than they actually can, and I'm like, geez. I believe okay. it's Crystal. Ah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yes, Ken Jong's character actually stated what happens, right? Is he tried to run in there, and then when he awoke back on the beach, everyone's like, you came staggering out with your hands on your head and collapsed. And so I think that's that's explained. As far as the weird camera shots, I believe that's M. Night trying to show us the passage of time. Mm. Like, the time is advancing. It feels random when he uses them, but I think that's the idea that we're supposed to take from it. That didn't bother me that much. I I thought it was more weird that they talked about, oh, well, you know, if we go slowly out of this this passageway and back the way we came, you know, like one step every five minutes, it'll take us time, but we'll get there. And then nobody tried. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, was, like, that was so weird. It seemed like a perfectly fine plan. Yeah, well, and I think that the, the way that M. Night went with it was, oh, the doctor said, hey, that's a bad idea. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll just forget about it. Nah, so, fuck that. The way that he phrased it, which was who would want to give up 15 to 20 years of their life. I thought what we were going to get was Guy and Prisco walking out that that cavern one step at a time because who would give up, you know, 15 to 20 years of their life? Oh, well, people with children. Yeah, right. That That's a common theme in a lot of movies. You'll do anything for family. So why wouldn't these parents then attempt this method? And if it wasn't both of them, maybe it would just be guy or prisca and then we would get this kind of creepy like subplot of them trying to make it through the canyon one step at a time like it's be cool. hearing hearing stuff behind them feeling the pressure of returning to the quote-unquote normal flow of time and having them age before our eyes yeah it'd be there'd be like a lot of interesting things they can do and so i thought it was weird that nobody followed up on that plan no agreed and I think that that bugged the shit out of me, you know, both times. I'm like, you, you came up with a really good plan and sure, you're going to lose 20 years. So, I mean, you're eight to 10 hours to lose 20 years of your life or stay on the island and die. Mm-hmm. It, it was a very strange proposition. Yeah. I would have at least liked to see an attempt so that they show that why it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, I, I, I would have also fucked liked up the... if you go back and you find an automated gate there. Like you now, you can't go now. See, you I, can't leave. You know, I I think that would have been a nice little touch too to to let us know that the pharmaceutical company has already thought of that, mm-hmm. and they 
basically lock you into this thing so that you're you're gonna die. But I think I like the the idea that also that you put forward, like they get onto the beach and someone comes running up or is on the beach and just goes get out and then dies right in front of them or something. Yeah. I think that would have been a better way to do this as a movie. Again, I understand it's based on either a book or a graphic novel. I don't remember which one. I think it's a graphic novel, but I think that you can take some license with the idea and adapt it better for film. And I do think that would have given us more of a shock awe. What the fuck is happening? So even with like, I, I griped about it a minute ago, but the shots of, you know, these kids from behind where we're not supposed to see that they've gotten older, but wouldn't that be like the ultimate mind fuck is this old person is yelling, you get off the beach right as they die. You find their ID and it says they were born in like 1997. And you're like, there's no way this person was born in 1997. They're 80, you know, but you find a couple other clues that maybe they're not nearly as young, find a recent cell phone photo of them or something like that. Then, you know, as all this chaos is going on, another body washes ashore. You start accusing the guy who was there before you or something. I don't know. And then the camera cuts. They're like, Mom, I'm hungry. And they, she looks she's like, who the fuck are you? And they're like, I'm your kids, right? And that would be a nice like, oh, shit. You know, what the fuck? Our kids just grew up 20, like 10 years and 20 minutes. And so you would be you would be surprised. I think that's I don't know. That's how I would do it if I had infinite time, money and filmmaking skills. But none of those were present here so i think it's it's as good as we're going to get for this story and of course no one's going to try to do another take on it because everyone now would just be like oh it's just like old (laughs) yeah was i mean it's the problem that movies with the twist tried to like face after the sixth sense came out no matter what the movie was and what the twist was oh so it's like sixth sense and you're just like it's nothing like sixth sense there's no fucking ghosts in it and they're like, oh, it was a ghost in Sixth Sense? Spoilers. And I was like, I hate the internet and I hate other people. So it looks like the you know, like old was based off of the graphic novel Sandcastle. Sandcastle. Okay, I thought yeah. it was a graphic novel. I wasn't sure. But yeah, but so, no, I... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so one thing I, I'm avoiding doing because I don't really like it. I've mentioned this on the show before. I don't think I've ever given reasons. I don't really like discussing plot holes. I think that 98% of the time when people are talking about plot holes in movies, they're trying to find a they're they're pinning a plot hole as the excuse of why they don't like it when something else is why they don't like it. And the other like few percent of the time is when super, super, super annoying. I won't say nerds, but it's probably mostly nerdy type people are trying to show how smart they are by referencing other. Oh, well, how come in, you know, Star Trek insurrections, they didn't, they didn't fucking just do this one thing that I saw in one episode of the next generation. Yeah. You guys, you guys all forgot about it. The movie, the creators of this movie are stupid and I'm smart, but the, the rest of them, everybody else, I feel like the internet has this obsession with plot holes, but it's really just a cover for, I didn't like a movie. And so there's a lot you, you can find, Yesterday, when I just Googled to double check a fact to see what they said in the movie, there were three, four, five different pages explaining all the little plot holes in old and almost all of them. I was like, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. There's so much of it doesn't add anything to the movie. So I and for an example of a plot hole that I think is fair and justified that people are upset about. Do you remember the movie Karate Kid? Yes. So what was the one rule of the tournament in Karate Kid? 
No kicking, if I remember correctly. Nope. No blows to the head. You could kick, oh. punch, whatever. But how did Danny win that tournament? He oh. crane kicked him in the fucking face, which is last Jesus. time I checked was in the fucking head. And so when people want to gripe about plot holes, I think that's a fair plot hole to, to point out because they, the movie itself makes a big point of telling us this is a rule. And then he breaks the rule to no consequence. I said all this to preface one of the things that really bothered me about this movie the more I thought about it, which was M. Night Shyamalan's character, the van driver slash observer, bringing all that food out and talking about how, well, you've got three kids. They need to eat constantly. And then we see the kids constantly eating. And the idea is like, oh, they're growing up fast. Adults also need to eat. And from what we saw, all of those people would have died of starvation in a 10 minute span because absolutely none of them ate. And well, I think- that the, if the movie hadn't pointed it out, if, if everybody just be like, damn, I'm hungry, damn, I'm hungry, then I think I would have been OK with it. But they went out of their way to be like food, food, get it for children, for the food, for the growing. But people still need to fucking eat as adults. I know I ate recently. Yeah, no, but I think that they tried to go ahead and scapegoat by having Jaron go ahead and say, oh, the kids mass is changing constantly, but our mass is staying the same. So we're not hungry like they are. That's bullshit. Exactly. It is <laughs> bullshit. A, I want yeah. to point out. It has nothing to, to do up. with mass. And, and again, now see this is where it's starting to get into the whole, like, it can come off as like, oh, I'm smarter than you. It's just, mm-hmm. it annoys me because the movie pointed it out. No, no, I, I agree with you. And something else that the movie pointed out that bugged the shit out of me is, all right, so nails and hair aren't growing because they're dead. So then anybody that dies shouldn't go ahead and deteriorate to the point where they turn to dust. Yeah, because I once, agree. That was ridiculous. Yeah, once once your cells die, then your cells aren't going to continue aging. Also, how'd the kid get a beard? <laughs> yeah. You know, he grew up overnight, but he all of a sudden had, a, you know, dead hair cells oh, growing out of his face. Fuck. There are so many things that, that, I, that you and I could go ahead and be like, this was a problem, and this was a problem, and that was a problem. And watching it the second time just made me realize that, like, Old, old really nailed it on the head with making me older because I lost so much time <laughs> to this movie. Yeah. I want to single out Vicky Crepes or Creeps as like her performance. Oh my God. I really don't know if this was, again, I'm not, if this is supposed to be stylistic, I don't know what the style was supposed to be, but her lines more than anybody else's seem to be delivered so unevenly within even the same line. And I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought we were going to learn that she had, as she aged, she had developed something like Parkinson's or something where she might be slowly losing control of various functions of her body. And I was, I was just waiting for that. And when it never came, I, I had to ask. So when she told the kids stuff like, why don't you go and play over there? <laughs> I was like, what is, what the fuck was that? Like, what? Wh- and they left it in. They didn't have mm-hmm. time for a reshoot. They, what, they had like three days and they just had to wrap it all and hope they got the best. And also for such an unimportant line, you couldn't just have her dub in something like move. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like kids move and then put that in the movie instead of these uneven. But it, that's just one line amongst many that I felt she really was all over the place. I don't know if English is her first language. I don't know anything about this actress. So if there's other issues going on or issues, but if there's other things that would have inhibited her line delivery, then I'm the asshole here. But otherwise (laughs) it's still not fun to watch. And I just, I, I don't know. Old, 
old makes you feel old old is not a movie worth watching i would absolutely skip this movie if you were doing like an m night Shyamalan movie fest where you watched all of his films i definitely wouldn't put this right behind six cents in terms of best but it's i don't know i've been struggling with whether or not it's worse than the village i think at least because it's shorter, it's a little bit better than The Village. But it's also been a really long time since I've seen The Village, so maybe <laughs> maybe it is terrible. I don't know. I just think that M. Night really isn't doing well with movies. I mean, Knock was a hell of a lot better than this, and Knock, I believe, came after after Old. But I mean... Yeah, Knock came out earlier this year. Okay, then, yeah, Knock would definitely be a higher up. But I'm like, I don't understand how it is that someone can make so many movies that are just like old. I mean, he made the happening and I, I'm meant to bring this up earlier, but there are some ways that like the screen shot their faces or the dialogue was delivered that I was just reminded of the happening, not, not as bad as the happening, but just little moments where I was like, man, this reminds me. Oh, the happening. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Well, nothing's as bad as the happening. That no, no, that movie no, is, I'm not. It is truly a fucking stinker. That's why I compared this to the village. Not, yeah, that will, he'd have to really release a turd to <laughs> even make a run at it. it. The happening is down there with buddy games in terms of movies that just upset me for oh, having watched agreed. them. Agreed. But yeah, I think, I think you're, you're channeling user Ben McKim here perfectly, which is to the point I feel it would it genuinely feel like it would be an enormous effort to make something this bad. It does feel that way sometimes. I'm not there yet, but I certainly, like I said, would never recommend this movie to anybody, would never watch this movie again willingly. So saying that, I'm sure now whatever supernatural being will have my soul for all eternity will make me watch this and buddy games on a loop. I'm going to throw in a twist here. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I did not enjoy watching this movie for the second time. So I don't believe our audience would enjoy watching this movie. And I'm sorry, you know, if the person who suggested that we watch this like this movie, I didn't I didn't like this. And I hope that you keep listening. Take us out of here, Ringo. (laughs) and with that don't go watch old you can go ahead and find us everywhere that you go ahead and listen to to your podcast you can find us on twitter or x i've started calling it x like a chump facebook you can go ahead and find us on instagram threads tiktok youtube amazon podcast spotify and itunes and anywhere else if you find us on a place that i've never notified you of or greg's never notified you of go ahead and leave us a comment so we can go ahead and add it to our link tree bio And with that, Greg, you got anything else to add? Sorry, I'm aging too fast. Oh, no. Say goodbye before you die. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.